kids. We love you. Awesome. Well, good morning. Welcome to all of you online and those in-house uh, excited. We have had such an incredible time, haven't we, uh, in this 50 days in the Spirit. I've loved that we've walked through everything from living in the Spirit, hearing the Spirit, speaking for the Spirit, um, and then what was the other? I think there was the last praying in the Spirit. And uh, last week we talked about speaking for the Spirit. And uh, what an awesome message. And it, it started all off with a, a scripture in 1 Corinthians. But if you're, if you're just online or, or in-house and you're, you're on your phones doing whatever you're doing, do me a favor. Why don't you quickly write in, in the chat, real simple so that people can see. It doesn't have to be this big, long, long email style uh, point. But if you want, you can send an email to us at amen at livinghope-ca.org. Uh, and let us know what God did. But uh, just quickly in the chat, if you're here and you're with us, we want to connect with you in some ways that's just by releasing what, what God's been doing in you. And so the Holy Spirit's been doing some incredible things in the youth group on Friday nights. I know in the life groups, I've been hearing story after story of how the Holy Spirit was speaking, how the Holy Spirit was changing things, how the Holy Spirit was doing things in lives and people receiving the gift and the gifts that we receive from the Holy Spirit. And so I just want to uh, give you an opportunity. So put it in the chat. I know this is like the common phrase now for church. You know what I mean? It's not like in-house, like, say, hey, why don't you give a high five to someone? It's like, yo, put it in the chat. It's just something that's become common for me. I, I hope that it becomes common ground for you to actually articulate what God's been doing in your life. Well, uh, this morning we're in 1 Corinthians 12, which is the gifts. And I wanted to read a, a scripture just quickly from the last few weeks. This is 1 Corinthians 12, verses 4 and, and beyond. And uh, this, is, this is what it says. There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same spirit is the source of all of them. There's different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. Now, to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. That's verse 7. The last piece there that, that maybe isn't up where you're reading, but if you're reading along with me in your physical Bible, on your e-Bibles, verse 7 says, Now, to each one, the man manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. It's for others. Most times, I don't buy myself gifts. I, I don't get the opportunity uh, some, I just, it was never part of my life. I don't know if you were someone that buys gifts for yourself. Maybe you are, but I know oftentimes when I buy a gift for myself, I get in more trouble than if someone goes, yes, I get the opportunity to give, or this is the perfect thing for them. And so the gifts were meant for others. And, uh, we've been talking about the gifts that the spirit has been given us. We've been talking about the utterance gifts last week in terms of speaking for the spirit in the gifts of prophecy, and speaking in tongues, and interpretation of tongues. Well, this week we're going to talk about revelation gifts and power gifts. And uh, I just want to, we're going to define them, but man, I just got a whole lot of stories to share uh, of how God has done these things, because if I went through every single one of these gifts at different points in my life, there's been these things that have happened for me. There's been moments where I've seen God move and speak through my life, or I've, I've interpreted something that was being said in the spirit, or I've, I've seen something miraculous happen in front of these two eyes. And I want to share because my heart is to equip you in faith, to build up your faith, to go and see these things happen 
in your lives, in the lives of your friends, whether they believe in Jesus or not, you have the spirit of Christ in you. Therefore, you are the one that is capable of seeing God do these things. And so let's pray this morning as we jump into the gifts of the spirit that God would reveal these things, maybe in your own life or the way that he's done things through you. So God, we praise you. We thank you that in this house that you are Lord. We thank you that you are, are moving in this place. God, I pray that every word that is spoken today, that is, if it's from me and it's just soulish and flesh, that it wouldn't stick. But the things of the Spirit, the things that are from the kingdom of God here on earth today spoken through, God, would it radically change the environments of the places of people's houses, that where they worship, that they would find you, and that you would change and call them to greater things today. Amen. Amen? Amen. All right, well... I want to jump in because we've got all these gifts. We've talked about the utterance gifts. Well, the revelation gifts, that is words of wisdom, words of knowledge, and the discerning of spirits. Those are, those are what we kind of classify in these three groups as revelation gifts of like seeing things that the spirit is wanting to do. The easiest way to describe it is when the Holy Spirit, uh, when it's a word of knowledge, reveals something that there's no possible way of knowing. And uh, in my life, I've seen this happen in a lot of ways, but we see in Jesus' life, in John chapter 4, this is the Samaritan woman story. You've probably heard it tons and tons of times. So many times when we hear this story of the woman at the well, uh, there comes an end point where Jesus has spoken, and, uh, and she says, uh, well, you know, he's like, go and tell your husband. And she's like, well, I, I, don't, I don't have a husband. She's, I don't have a husband right now. And, uh, and Jesus goes, you're right. You've had five husbands, and the one that you're with right now is not even your husband. And all of a sudden, this woman goes, sir, I have perceived that you are a prophet. And the Holy Spirit revealed one thing, just one thing. He didn't say, hey, uh, woman, I know what you had for breakfast. I know that you had two eggs, some bacon, and now you're here getting water. No, Jesus just said, go tell your husband. Uh, because there was a word of knowledge that God had given um, him about her life. And it's funny because she goes back and she goes back to the whole town and says, this guy knew everything about me. But the word of knowledge is a gift. This is not like Jeopardy. You know, it's like the gift of knowledge. This is a word of knowledge. It isn't like if Alex Trebek was alive and asking you questions, it's not like I've got the spirit in me, therefore I can answer every single thing because I've got the gift of knowledge. No, this is like a gift where we have a word. There's something specific. In my own life, um, I grew up um, in a town where there was an evangelist that came through town, and he was a healing evangelist. His name was Billy Smith, and he came in, and there was moments where we were in services, and people were gathered, and we had finished worshiping, and all of a sudden, he comes up, and he just is like, well, we're going to do some stuff tonight. We're going to see that the Spirit of God moves in. And I just, I just feel like while we were in worship, there was a word of knowledge that came to me because I know that I, have, I, want, I want to see people healed and restored and set free. And so is there anyone in here that has like a lower, lower back pain? And I'm not talking like left side. I'm talking like right side, somewhere near, near kind of the lower spine. And he's like really specific. He has a word. He doesn't know anything other than that. It's just a word that God had given him, and he's just being willing to be obedient and share it. 
and you'd see someone like raise their hand or there'd be two or three that'd raise their hands and they'd come up and then he'd pray for them and, and lots of times it's wild because you'd see people set free. There, I've, we saw people in wheelchairs, this guy who had been crippled, literally began to pray for him. He stood up out of the wheelchair and I know everyone has these kind of stories but when I experience it in real life, it changes something inside of me because there's something inside of me that goes, oh my goodness, this stuff happens because the guy got up out of his wheelchair and he started to walk and then he got rid of his cane, and they started to walk on his own. And then all of a sudden, he starts running around the church, and he's like celebrating with excitement, the same way that this woman from the well is celebrating. There is someone that knows everything about me, but yet he chose to love me. And I need you to know him. He said, I've got something that's going to bring life to you. And she's like, you need to come back and see this guy. Another time, I was at uh, a school, and uh, we were going on a missions trip after the schooling was done, and we we're supposed to raise funds. And I had probably like $2,500, three grand left, and my name's sitting on this board. And the leader had said, You know, we're going to pray. We're going to ask God how we can give as, as a community ourselves, but seeking God that He would provide. And I'm going, like, I've got nothing, nothing in my bank account. I'm, I, and I feel foolish because I go, I don't have it. I don't have it together. And, uh, and what happens is, uh, I felt that I was supposed to give $200. And I was like, well, I don't have $200. So I grabbed a piece of paper and I wrote, I owe you 200 Swiss francs is what it was. And so I folded it up. And because people were coming up and putting money in this little basket up at the front and I drop it in there and I am stressed. Like I'm like, I just told, I'm already in the hole. And I just said, here, I'm gonna give $200 to see God do incredible things, and I was worried, and I remember walking upstairs, and I got to, like, my dorm room, and I went to my, my buddy, and I was like, dude, I'm freaking out. I can't get a hold of my parents, because I thought my parents would be the ones who provided, because they provided in the past, and, and maybe I'll get them, but I can't get a hold of them, and I have to give this money today, and, uh, and he's like, you know, Jordan, Jordan, can you grab me my pants, and I was, like, annoyed, and I was like, are you serious? Like, can you not hear? I'm, like, sharing my heart right now. I am stressed. I need you to pray for me. I need you to do something. He's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Grab my pants. And I was like, Shaddy, I don't get it. Because that was his name. His name's Shaddy. I just, I realized that I said it, and I was like, but uh, it's out there. Sorry, Shaddy. But you, you receive your glory on earth, not in heaven today. There's lots of other things that you've done. But so he, he says, no, grab the pants. And so I grabbed the pants, and, and I was like, okay, I got your pants. He's like, no, 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 like reach in the left-hand pocket. And I was like, okay. And I reach in the left-hand pocket, and I stick my hand in, and I feel something in the pocket. And I was like, why are you getting, getting me to grab something for me? I pull it out. It's 200 Swiss francs. And he said, we were in our, in our worship set, and I was, I was, God laid it on my heart. He's like, you need to give Jordan this. And I was like, no way, man. Like, I, I, I don't want to give this to them. There's got to be another purpose for this. And he wrestled with whether or not he should give it. And I wasn't offended at all in that moment. I wasn't like, how dare you not want to give that to me? I was so blown away by the goodness of God in that moment that he's like, hey, I know that your act of obedience of writing this on a piece of paper, even though you think it's big for you, it's nothing for me because I already planned all this. And I'm sitting there going like, oh, my goodness. And we're like freaking out in the room, and I'm telling him what happened. He's like, this is crazy. And it all came from one thing that the Spirit said. Give to him. Say hi to her. And every day, there's moments where the Spirit's speaking to you. 
Because like we said in this series, it's not that the Spirit is not speaking. So sometimes we're not listening. And so this word of knowledge is information. It's just one thing that in no way, other way of knowing the Holy Spirit speaks. And so we've got a word of knowledge. And then we've got words of wisdom. Now, words of wisdom is a supernatural wisdom to know what to do. So a word of knowledge is information, but a word of wisdom is often application. It's where if a word of knowledge is knowing something you could have known, word of wisdom is knowing what to do when you otherwise wouldn't have known what to do. Wisdom is applied knowledge. And uh, maybe you've experienced these things, but in Acts 27, we see Paul, who's getting transferred as a prisoner from Jerusalem to Rome, and he's in this crazy storm, and they're getting beat up for days, like 14 days of terrible, terrible weather, and all of a sudden, uh, they're like, we're going to be hitting shore, and they're putting down their anchors, and they're noticing it's getting shallower and shallower, and you can read this in the Bible in Acts 27, where it says it's like they're starting to get worried, and so they start throwing their anchors out, and even the shipmates that are running the ship with like 200 and some passengers on it are starting to go like, we need to jump ship. I know that there's prisoners here, but we need to get off here. And so they actually go to the front of the boat and they, they let down a lifeboat because they thought others would just think they're letting down more anchors to slow down the ship because if they hit shore, it's gonna go messy. And so they're actually letting down this lifeboat because they wanna escape. And Paul has this word of wisdom where he says, don't go. If you go, you will die, but if you stay in the ship, all, all people will be saved. And uh, it's just this moment where everyone, he says, he said, the ship's going to get destroyed, but no one's going to die. And, uh, but that's if you stay. And so it's a word of wisdom that God gives as to what to do in order to look after the people. And I just think it's such a cool story that the ship gets completely destroyed they run ashore in Malta, and uh, everyone is there. And uh, 200, what is it? 276 people's lives are spared because of a word of wisdom from God and a willingness to trust in a man who is hearing from God. Um, I had in my own life a moment when I was hearing from God and I was getting dreams, not like the, the broccoli and flames kind of dreams, like weird stuff, but like, like an actual like dream where there was like the world and it was spinning and stuff like that. And, uh, and I felt like I was supposed to, in my prayer time, God's like, hey, you need to be done work and headed out to Europe on this adventure on the 30, 30th of November. And I was like, okay, end of the month. And in my mind, I went, okay, cool. So that means I got to get a flight on the same day that I quit work. I just thought like things needed to be instantaneous and needed to be happening. And I messaged my friend and they looked up flights and there was nothing on that day. She's like, but there is the fourth. And what was a, just a word of knowledge for me with not a lot of detail was wisdom in another person. My friend goes, you know, maybe, you, maybe you're hearing from God clearly that you are supposed to be done work on that day. That doesn't mean you have to leave on that day. And she just speaks and to me, she says, maybe this is actually what God is calling us to do. And so there's words of wisdom that speak to a situation in which you maybe wouldn't know what to do. And that is what a word of wisdom is, the gift active in our lives. And so we have a word of knowledge, 
We have a word of wisdom. And then we have the third one, which I actually think is probably the least understood. It's like it's, it gets over-exaggerated over or different ways like that. And this is the discerning of spirits. This is like when God supernaturally reveals to you in the spirit the good or the evil behind the situation or person. And so that's when um, there are moments where you experience things. I was in prayer one time, and uh, this was new for me. The Holy Spirit was brand new for me. I, I hadn't really encountered a lot of moments with the Spirit, and he hadn't revealed things that he had done in my past that I didn't understand. But we were praying for our week of camp, and, uh, and we were over at the girls' cabins, and we were praying over the cabins. And all of a sudden, I had just this picture in my mind of these, like, it was like, and it sounded like footsteps, which was really crazy. It was like an army soldier, like, and these angels come around this corner, and, like, I'm visualizing, like, these big, big, like, almost like diamond spears, and two angels were stopping at every door, and they were just setting up in front of each girl's cabin, and I was like, oh, my goodness, this is crazy, and the scariest thing for me was to be able to share that, because I was afraid of what people thought, And sometimes when God is giving you discernment and he's showing you the supernatural or he's showing you what's happening beneath the surface, the scariest part is actually speaking it out. It's trusting that God is showing you these things. And in Acts 16, we actually see Paul experiencing this. He's going around and he's sharing the gospel and he's he's like declaring that Jesus is Lord. And there's this little girl that's following him around and here's what she's saying. She says, These men are servants of the Most High God who proclaim to us the way of salvation. And then they keep going, and and again, as they're sharing, she interrupts, again, you need to listen to these guys. They are servants of the Most High God, and what they are saying is they are teaching us salvation. And Paul turns, and he rebukes this girl and casts a demon out of her. Wait a second. This girl is telling the truth, but yet... Paul sees something inside of her because she had a spirit of divination and witchcraft, and, and Paul releases her of this and, and casts that demon out. And it's interesting that sometimes you can have the truth being spoken by someone, but it's got the wrong motives, that the heart behind it is not right. And this is kind of what Paul said, like even when we we're learning throughout this entire series, that if I speak in tongues of men but yet do not have love, or if I heal the sick yet do not have love, it is meaningless that there is this motive behind what I do. Is my motive in what I'm sharing to equip someone to see what God is doing, to see that Jesus is an answer to the situation. And so these are the revelation gifts. And and throughout my life, I love this one. Every time I sit for coffee, every time I talk to a friend, I love when someone comes up to me and they're like, hey, Jordan, I just... I just feel like I want to share this word with you. I have no other thing to say other than what God is doing. And it just, it it hits you deep. And the spirit inside of you goes, whoa, God, I needed to hear that. Because God knows what you need to hear. And before I jump away from Revelation gifts and jump into the power gifts, um, I just want to explain something. Because a lot of times when we hear a word of knowledge, or we have a word of wisdom or direction, We have to understand that our job, and it is not our responsibility to play God. Sometimes it is just declaring the picture 
that we saw or the word that we had. Because God is the one that's speaking. We're just the mailman. It'd be like if I came to, to like someone's house. If I went to Mike Hoford's house and I had like a government uh, letter sent here to the church and it went to the wrong place. And so I just go back and I go up and I hand Mike the letter and say, hey, Mike, uh, I got this government letter uh, for you. Here's what I think it means. I think it means that you're going to owe the government money. Now, it's my, not my job. My job is to just deliver the letter. Not to open the letter and say, hey, this is all that's inside. God has a plan to speak to them specifically. My job is just to deliver this love letter. And God's purpose for us is to extend love. And so in a lot of way, ways, we're male men and women that, that give love letters from God. That's what a, a word of knowledge or a word of wisdom is, is that we're going, hey, I just want you to know that God loves you. I don't have any more responsibility other than that, other than to test it in the way that Mike talked about last week when we speak in the Spirit, which is when we're speaking in the Spirit and we're prophesying and we're declaring. Because if you look at every single gift, this is what's crazy to me. This week, when God showed me this, I was like, I never thought of it that way. Every single gift that God gives us to use for others have a necessity to be strengthening, encouraging, and comforting. If it's not doing those things, is it really, like I said, that motive? Is it from the Spirit of God? And uh, if we've submitted our heart out of love and obedience, and we love the Lord with all our heart, soul, and mind, when we're doing what the Spirit of God's asking us to do, every gift is tended to be life-giving for others. And maybe you're at home, or maybe you're in this place, and you're struggling, and you're going, man, I just want a love letter from God. I know it's February. I didn't even think about this. It's Valentine's. There's a whole lot of love letters that is going to be written in this season. But the greatest love letter ever written was when God chose to give the message of the gospel, which says God loved you so much that he gave his only son, that if you believe in him, that you shall not perish, that you shall not, it doesn't mean that you won't struggle, but that you will receive everlasting life, that death and eternal death is not your option, that you're going to live and you're going to experience the kingdom of heaven and the glory that is God. And so we have these revelation gifts, and our job is to release them as, as a male, mailman, to be the deliverer. And so we got the revelation gifts, and now we have the power gifts. And I know people love, I, like these are the, the greatest, ex, most exciting gifts, I think, generally because we see things shift and change in the natural, like gifts of healing and the workings of miracles and the gift of faith. And I just want to point out something that I found unique is that it's the gifts of healings. It is plural. So the person that gets healed is receiving a gift of healing. But the person that is, is praying and is the vessel to which God uses the gifts of healings. This is why Jesus, when he performed miracles, they were, they were never the same. There, there wasn't like a method. It was like God's gifts of healings was present and sending out. And I know one of the biggest things and struggles for me when it comes to this gift is, okay, how come I pray for 10 people? Same thing. And uh, some get healed and some don't. The short answer is some received the gift of healing when I prayed for them. They received that gift and some did not. Why? I don't know. 
and neither do you. And I know that you could tell me and you could send me emails of all these reasons as to why, but I'm telling you, God is God and I am not. And he has a purpose and a plan for everything. He has plans to heal and restore and renew your heart, your life, your body. But I cannot tell you the great mystery as to why, but all I know is that it draws me closer to God when I ask why. The next one is miracles. Actually, before that, I want to share a story. I got to experience a healing of a woman who experienced, was blind in one eye. And it was like, for me, one of the coolest moments. I didn't expect it. This guy walked into this room, started releasing some words of knowledge. He's like, someone in here has a hurt back, and he prayed for them, and they were healed. And then he asked, he's like, who in here is blind in one eye? And I was like, I've been with this team for like two months. There's no one that's blind in one eye. This is crazy. And uh, we had some other people that were there I hadn't really gotten to know yet other than the drive to where we were going. And she's like, actually, yeah, uh, I can't really see out of my right eye. And I was like, oh, my goodness, this is crazy. And he's like, all right, who wants to learn how to pray and, and release healing over someone? And I was like, yeah, I'll do it. And then I was like, wait, why did I put up my hand so fast? He's like, okay, you come over. And so I walked over, and I laid my hand. He's like, okay, I want you to lay your hands on her eye. I want you to declare healing. I want you to tell the optic nerve to, to align with all the other parts so that they begin receive sight in Jesus' name. And I was like, okay. Got, put my hand on her face, on her eye, and I said, optic nerve, a command in Jesus' name that you come to alignment with what the Spirit of God wants to do and heal all the optic, all the things that only you can do. And we, we, we asked for healing in Jesus' name, and I took my hand off, and I just, she's like, and he's like, okay, well, how is it? And uh, she's like, oh, my goodness. And I'm like internally emotional because I'm like, this just happened. And I'm telling you, it was nothing about me. Nothing about me. There is nothing other than the opportunity, and that's what's so freeing about the gifts, is that when I choose to pray for someone, when the Bible says to lay hands on people and pray that they may be healed, my, my obedience is just to lay hands on people and pray. And if it doesn't happen, it's okay, I can do it again. There's, like, I don't feel any, like, oh, man, how come it didn't work this time? Did I say the wrong words? No, God is in control. And I will ask him to do, and when he calls me to do, there are things that shift and change. And so it's super cool. Nothing I did. It was totally the power of God. I just got to be a vessel. Of all the spiritual gifts, miracles stand out as one of the most extraordinary of the gifts. This is like when God chooses to suspend or supersede the laws of nature. We see like Moses hitting water and, and the water's parting. Like, next time you're at a boundary dam, just take a stick while you're out on a joy walk. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's crazy. And I know that we, like, read it through, and we say these things, and we've heard these stories, but if this in the natural happens, it's, like, mind-blowing because God chooses to suspend and supersede the laws of nature for you to demonstrate his love for you he divided the Red Seas. He multiplied loaves. And he even, like Simon in the New Testament, a guy who's being obediently walking down a road and then sharing the gospel with the guy and baptizing him. After he baptizes him, the guy comes out of the water. Simon's gone. <clears throat> He's in a nearby town. And that to me is crazy. But I, there's crazier stories that I've experienced. One of my friends led a uh, student group, missionary group, when uh, he, he actually works in Europe. And uh, they missed their airplane. 
uh, to where they were supposed to go. And uh, one of the, the girls that was, she's like this little tiny, tiny dynamite fire stick in the group, and she was just like, I think we all need to go in the washroom and pray. And I think that was a, for her a word of knowledge, and she was just being obedient. This is what I feel. So they all took their bags, and they went into the washroom, and they began to pray. And once they were done praying, it's kind of like, okay, what do we do? And they just walked out. And as they walked out, they walked out of the washroom, closed the door, and they started to walk down the hallway. And then one of them realized that they weren't in the same place, that they had actually arrived, and they, had, they were walking in the airport of the place that they were supposed to be, be taking the airplane from. Crazy. I know. The moment he said it, I looked at him and was like, you're lying. Like, this is like, there's no way. This is just like wild for me. He's like, man, these are people that I know. These are people that I led. These are friends of mine. And it's just like, for me, that was crazy to see God do something like that, to see God release a miracle like that, where it supersedes, because the reality was the plane hadn't even left off. They had arrived. And so there's like all these different pieces where it's just like, what? This is crazy. But Jesus raised the dead. And not only that, that's like a double miracle. It's like he not only raised the dead, but he healed him of his sickness. Because it's not like if he had a heart attack and he raised him from the dead, that heart attack was still there and boom, he's back down. No, this is raised to life, lived, walked out of a grave. And Jesus does the miraculous. And I know I shared the story about the airport and it, it spurred me because I wanted to see God do those things in my own life because I missed an airplane. And I was like, you know what? I, I heard that there's this group that went in the washroom and prayed. And so I went in the washroom. I took my backpacks, sat down on the toilet. I was like, dang it. I can't believe I missed this airplane. And I was like, Lord, I need you to show up. I know that you do crazy things. I know the people that have experienced these things. And you are a God that can change this. So please take me from this washroom in London and get me to, to the airport in Budapest. Amen. And I was like, okay. Put on my backpack. And I walked out. And I was like, nope. <laughs> Still in the same airport. Same scenario. God does things in his way, in his timing, because what was unique is that I actually had a purpose to be in that moment, because I ended up getting a flight later, talking with this girl in, in the waiting area, because I had to stay like overnight, sharing the gospel with her, giving her my Bible, years later, finding out that she accepted Christ, because it turns out this girl was related to someone in Spruce Grove, and I was sharing in Spruce Grove. Weird, wild, but God does crazy things, and his agenda was way bigger than mine. It was to save some girl's life and to bring her into eternity, all because I wanted something. The gifts aren't meant to be a selfish thing. They're meant to be given. And the last one is the gift of faith, and I just want to close with this, is because David was a man of faith. He was known for his faith. If you don't know who David is, he's this young boy who gets anointed as a king, lives as a shepherd, goes out to visit his brothers with some pizza because they're on the battle lines. And he sees this giant mocking the God of his people. And he goes like, you're going to let this uncircumcised Philistine make fun of our people? Let me at him. Let me at him. I know that my God will win this battle. And he has this gift of faith where he says like, far beyond his own capabilities, far beyond what he could do is an extraordinary faith in an extraordinary circumstance. And David slays this giant. Or Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Guys didn't bow down to an idol, and they end up in this place where there's this fiery furnace. And he's like, bow down. And they're like, no, no. Even if we die, we're not going to serve your God. We know the God that we serve 
can even save us from the fire. But if he doesn't, that doesn't matter to me. And they go into a fire. They go into a little hot sauna. And God saves them. Their faith was extraordinary. The miracle was in God superseding the natural and them not getting burned up in a fire that killed the people that threw them into the fire. But the gift of faith inside of them stirred up something to believe that their God is bigger than any circumstance. And maybe you're here today, or maybe you're online listening, and there is things going on in your life where you need a miracle, where you need just some word. Like, I'm so frustrated with life, I just need God to give me a simple word that he would speak into my circumstances so that I would have peace, that I know I'm doing schoolwork and I'm experiencing university online. I just need him to speak and say, you're going to make it. And he's going to speak into your heart. Or for you, maybe you're sick and there's an illness in your body. Maybe there is someone who's dealing with cancer or a friend or a family member who's experienced something in their bodies in a season and they've heard this bad news. Well, there's a miracle waiting on the other side of your obedience. There's a miracle waiting on the other side of you calling that person, phoning them, FaceTiming, say, I need you to just put your hand on this. We're going to FaceTime. We're going to believe together with others, and we're just going to pray for you. The Holy Spirit is so much bigger than what we think or can imagine, and he, can, he calls us in this season as we've gone through this series to earnestly desire the gifts of the Spirit. But you got to do your part. You got to show up. You got to be obedient. You got to trust. I think every one of these gifts stems down to do I trust him and will I obey him? Here's what it says in Mark 16. I just want to close with this verse. It's kind of only written in Mark, it's unique. Mark 16 15 says, He said to them, Go into the world. And preach the gospel to all creation. Preach that Jesus is the Savior and can change all things that you're experiencing. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. But whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. And Jesus just lays it out. He says, in my name, they will drive out demons. They will speak in tongues. They'll pick up snakes with their hands. And they will drink deadly poison. It will not hurt them at all. They will place their hands on sick people, and they will get well. After the Lord Jesus had spoken to them, he was taken up to heaven. This is the last thing Jesus said before he left earth to heaven. He's like, let me tell you, here are the things that are going to follow those who believe. And maybe you're going, I want that. I want that. I'm, I'm hungry for it. The world is hungry for supernatural things. Man, people watch Stranger Things and Walking Dead, and there's crazier languages that are spoken in movies today that have been created by some guy. But those are not real. The supernatural gifts that come from God are this real supernatural, and people are hungry for that. And you have that in the power of the Holy Spirit that exists in you to give to others. You have the bread and fish to feed thousands just by your obedience and trust in him. And if you're here today or you're online, I just want you to raise your hands. I just want you, wherever, whether you're in this space, I just want to invite you to stand because I believe that the Spirit is wanting to do something. And so, Spirit, we just invite you right now. 
where we are to come to fill us, to move in us. And we want and we desire these gifts. And so we place our hands out in front of us, kind of like just a receiving. It's a Super Bowl Sunday. We're catching that football. We're receiving the touchdown that is your spirit in our lives. And maybe you're online and you've never accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord and Savior and said that he is the authority in my life. And we do this simply by saying, I believe you died. I believe that you rose again and you are seated at the right hand of the Father. I believe that you have sent a gift of the Holy Spirit into my life to follow Jesus' leading, to teach me about God. And I receive that today. As simple as that, that's all you pray. And for those that maybe want to receive more of God, I just want you to pray it in your own space. I don't even care if you're sitting with your kid and you're holding and hugging them because they're, they're restless. Just say, I want more of you, God. I want more of you, God. Jesus, would you come? Would you fill our hearts with your love? Would you reach into us and stir words of knowledge? Would you stir words of wisdom? Would you, in, in the places where they're desiring to speak, in the spiritual language, Holy Spirit, I pray that you'd fill them right now. They, they just begin to speak in, an, in another language. And as they begin to speak and they say, Shanana and Holala, and they, they begin to speak out the language that you're calling them to speak, God, I pray that you would stir in them also the understanding of what they're saying. That is not just a trust, that is just a trust that you are speaking, that the Spirit of God is moving, and that it begins healing and change inside of them. And so, God, would you stir up a gift of faith that as they sit there and they think about their circumstances or they think about other circumstances, that it would be active right now, that every person listening online or in this house, that that person that they're thinking of, that they would not wait. They would not just be like, oh, that was a good thought, and go on with their day. God, stir in them to text that person. Stir in them to call that person. Stir in them the Spirit of God so that what follows are the signs of those that believe, that they would drive out demons and things that are taking authority in people's lives that should never have authority, that they would begin to speak in languages that they never thought that they could, that the Spirit of God would minister to parts of their lives that they never thought the Spirit could do, and that they would pick up snakes, that they would take out the enemy in people's lives, and that they would lay hands on the sick, and that they would receive healing in Jesus' name, because Jesus, you made a way. And you were the one who did this for us, and we love you. And so today, would people be equipped that as we walk in the Spirit, that it would not just be 50 days in the Spirit, that it would be 365 in the Spirit, that, that it would be 24-7 in the Spirit, that you'd wake them up with dreams, but that you would speak to their hearts and that you would challenge them to walk in obedience and trust. But God, would you just stir up the gift of faith today that, you, that, that they could do, that you could do, who are watching and who are in this space immeasurably more than you could think or imagine because the Spirit of God is upon you to bring freedom to the captives. And so God, would you come in this moment as we just sit still for a second here? Would you speak? Thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing. Would you change our lives as we move forwards? Amen. Why don't we just give the Lord a praise? I don't care wherever you are, but man, what a time in God's presence today. If you're at home, be the church. Have a great weekend.
And if you need prayer, oh my goodness, I always forget this every time. If you need prayer, we have people on our messenger that are responding to your needs. You will talk to a real person, not a robot. We care to see God move. We care to go on FaceTime and believe the same things that we're preaching. We want to put into action the same thing. So if you need prayer today or you feel like you got a word or you want to hear a word from God, please connect on our messenger on Facebook or send an email to amen at livinghope-ca.org so that we can connect with you. Thanks so much for joining us as a community. I know that we're distant naturally, as, as Terry said this morning, but in the spirit we are together and, and moving the kingdom forwards. Be blessed. Thanks again for joining us here today. I hope that you're leaving encouraged and equipped. If you want to support this ministry, you can do so by going to livinghope-ca.org slash give and just choose the giving option that works best for you. I want to thank you again for joining us, and I pray that you have a wonderful week. God bless you.